Hi guys, and welcome to Find Your Legacy's fifth podcast. And today, I'm going to be talking about some very sad news. And that is the news we all love to hear, which is student loan debt. Dun, dun, dun. Student loan debt, it is reported, is totaling from everyone, every borrower, $1.52 trillion. My dog is crying right now in the background because she knows how big of a number that is. Come on. Come on. Um, So the problem is most students are borrowing between uh, $27,000 and $50,000. And that is a lot of money, guys. That's a lot. That's people's, like, salaries. So, like, annual, yearly. Um, And a lot of the majors that have a significant amount of debt are STEM majors, which they're saying is an oversaturated market. However, high schools and middle schools are really pushing um, STEM curriculum for high school careers and middle school careers. Um, and that is science, technology, engineering, and math. So it's definitely not a bad thing that that is what, you know, a lot of those classes are based off of. Um, it's, these are necessary jobs, but what I want to talk about is kind of the mindset that you can have to avoid debt. Just some, just a little bit of my personal story in it. It's not really about scholarships and stuff like that. which we'll get into later. But for right now, it's kind of like your expectations of what you think college is about. So for example, I did not have a really cool high school experience to say the least. Um, So I wasn't, unfortunately, which is kind of sad, super motivated to go to like a really cool university. I was just kind of like, I hate all these people. I don't want to ever be around more of these people that I hate, which is really sad um, looking back on it. And if you are one of those people thinking that college is so different from high school, don't even let your high school experience affect your college experience because they're just, they're mutually exclusive, exclusive hashtag statistics, um, jargon. You're welcome. Anyways. Um, so my mother was like, if you move to, if you move in with me, she lived in a different state, then she will pay for my community college. Um, but I have to work for an associates at least, and then transfer. And the community college I went to, it's a really great one, Northern Virginia Community College. They have a ton of campuses in Northern Virginia and they have their degrees to where you can transfer to the surrounding universities so you don't really lose credits um, and waste time and money. And I think that's awesome. It's great for kids that want to go to those colleges um, but couldn't get in and can still transfer over perfectly, seamlessly, amazingly to those universities. So if you are in Northern Virginia Community College, you're a smart kid for going there. Anyways, so whenever I did transfer to university, student loans do not cover um, summer semester. So I had to pay for all of my summer semesters in cash. And then I had to, um, uh, I think you get, I think I had a year. I think it's a six months to a year 
Um, I'm not sure if that's dependent upon how much you borrowed, but that's where it's called a grace period where they don't charge you interest and you don't have to make student loans. So it's a time for you, student loan payments, excuse me. And so it's a time for you to get a job. And then you start paying your student monthly loans. Um, but I had $10,000 and I think my interest accumulated $2,000 extra dollars. So I had paid off $7,000 and then when this past year, um, I started school again. I started my master's and I got an email saying, hey, you don't have to pay any of your student loans while you're in college. However, your interest will accumulate. So, or when you're in your master's program, but interest will accumulate. And that interest I think was like really high. I think it was double digit interest. I'm not sure cause I paid it off. Thank God. Um, but I had $3,000 that I could have not worked to pay off. But then I had three years that interest would be accumulating. And I knew from experience that I already got $2,000 added on to my debt just from interest. Now imagine three years. And that was only, I haven't been post-college long. I, I graduated in 2015. So I could either continue to pay off the $3,000 or don't touch it and probably have double the amount of student loans by the time, if not more, by the time I graduated my master's program. So, yeah, it seems great. Like, oh, I don't have to make these payments, more money a month. But then when you do, you know, get your master's and you're done with school and you do go into the real world, you'll owe more money, essentially. That's how it was for me. So, and social workers, they are not paid a glamorous amount of money. So, I mean, I can understand if I was going to be a surgeon, maybe three grand wasn't much to me to pay off or five grand, whatever the amount. But as a social worker, that's a lot of money a month. That's probably like at least 90 to 150 mo monthly payments. And that could go for so much more. So in my mind, I looked at the pros and the cons of it. And that's really what I want this advice that I want to give you to be about your expectations and whatnot. So in the same article, Big Think, they have, okay, bye Autumn. What are you doing? Go over on the bed. Okay. Um, they have a table from 2009 from the U.S. Um, Census Bureau and it's saying, it's titled Average Monthly Income by Educational Attainment in Field of Training. And it says business with a bachelor's degree you can make about $4,800 a month. This table is very misleading because I graduated business and I wasn't making $4,800 a month. $4,800 a month is a lot of money. How much is that? $4,800 a month. Let's see. $4,800 times 12 months. That's $57,000 a year. You're not making that much money, honey, going right out of college into business. And so when you are doing research, I really want you to look at how broad these to these topics are. So business can be anywhere from accounting to management to marketing. These are all different fields that have, you know, finance, economics. These are all different fields that have different levels of entry startup. So just because it says business doesn't mean that that's applicable to you, that you're making $4,800 a month starting out. Um, so if you're basing your majors off of income and interest and stuff like that, you need to be very wary of these tables, even reports. This is the Census Bureau. That is so general 
um, that it's just not, uh, no. And this is right after the recession, too. Um, that's just really wishing a lot, I think. Um, and then it has another one that says engineering, making $5,700 a month. Um, there's different types of engineers that have different I mean, there's civil, mechanical engineering. Those all have different barriers to entry and different entry-level expectations that you need. So um, overall, I'm sure those are good fields to get into, but I just don't want you guys to go into a degree because you think you're going to be making a certain amount of money starting out, and that's just not the case. I don't know anyone in business that's making $57,000 after graduating. Um, Maybe this table is saying that it's... It says, okay, it says data are for the population age 18 and over. So average monthly, say you have like 20 people, 15 of them are in their 30s and, you know, the rest of them, did I say 20? So five of them are 22 just graduated. So yeah, people in their 30s are making a lot more money because they have more experience and have grown in their positions. So, um... And that's just in their 30s. This is 18 and over. That's so broad of a range of groups of ages and experience and education and all of that to where this is not a trustworthy table. So again, read the small print whenever you are researching because you don't want to make a decision off of something that you feel has been researched, but it's just just going to bite you in the butt. I'm sorry, it is. Um So what they're saying is in the future, these employers are going to be offering student loan repayback to get people to work for them, Um, which I don't think is bad, but hopefully those jobs are enjoyable. Uh, But this article does... This article does talk about... um, some apps that I think are really important. There's one called Schooled, and it's S-C-H-O-O-L-D. There's no E-D. It's called a Schooled app, and it allows students to search colleges um, mobily to compare post-graduation majors, um, the salaries from from those majors, and by schools. So um, say you want to do engineering, well, then you can compare the post-graduation salaries like for entry-level by school. And again, you need to look to see if it's entry-level because if they're saying, oh, you're going to make $60,000 when you graduate, well, is that on-site when I graduate or is that after 10 years of working? Is that the average? So be be smart now. Um, but I think that's important. So say you did find your legacy, you did our program, and you said, okay, I had between three different types of engineering that I was interested in, and I decided on electrical. So now I'm going to log into Schooled App, and I'm going to look up, you know, uh, the different schools in North Carolina and see which one for electrical engineering pays the most. And I'm going to apply to that school because I think my GPA is high enough to where I can get in. So I think that's pretty smart. I think that's a really good resource for you guys. And I wanted to share it with you. Next, we have another really cool app called raise.me. And what it does is it shows you, 
um, different extracurricular activities and courses that you should be taking to be better positioned for scholarships. Um, I love that app. And there's another one that's called Campus Logic, and it's using technology to help students complete financial aid more easily by matching students with higher educational financial services and financial aid forms. Again, these are all resources. So I understand that picking a major can be difficult. You know, you're 17 years old and you're supposed to pick a major that you're supposed to love and that major is supposed to get you a job and you're supposed to turn that job into a career and you're supposed to have that for the rest of your life. So you're 17, all you really know is high school and you're expected to make a decision that is going to essentially affect you for the rest of your life. Um, that's a lot of pressure and I totally understand that, but at the same time, let's turn, let's turn it into a different perspective. You're 17, 18 and your only expectation as an adult for right now is to go to college. And all you know is that college is a blast. So, or go to community college or go to trade school or go to cosmetology school or, you know, go to some form of schooling, join the military, um, something that's going to put you in a good position for the rest of your life. That's your expectation at your age. Compared to the rest of the world, that's an amazing expectation. I mean, most of the world is developing and education is not something that is in communities. I don't know what other way to put that. So if you're expectation is to pick a major and go to school. Realize that there's programs like mine and there's so many other resources out there, whether they're online or a nonprofit or your school counselor. We're all here to help you guys go further in life. So if that's your only expectation and that's the only thing you have to pick and we try to equip you as much as we can to make the right choice for yourself, you're pretty blessed um, so just use that as something empowering. Don't feel overwhelmed. If you aren't sure, you're okay. Honestly, you're 17. You're not sure. I thought I wanted to do marketing since I was in the seventh grade. So I never really understood when people said they didn't know what they wanted to do because I knew what I wanted to do. But then I started looking into jobs that I, that really interested me as I got older. And I realized, Marketing is great, but I really want to help people. And I would get so frustrated because I couldn't figure out why. Couldn't figure out how I wanted to help people, not why. I'm sorry. I was like, okay, I'm going to do business, but I'm going to be a marketing agent for nonprofits. That's kind of how I turned that because I didn't want to let go of, I had always said I was going to do marketing, so I'm going to do marketing. And then I started just researching all these jobs where people were implementing policies and running programs that helped people. And that's really what I wanted to do. And a good thing, if you're, if there's someone that you look up to, that's what I did. So I found someone that I really looked up to. Um, and it was, it was an advocate and I researched their, I went on Wikipedia. <laughs> this is really good advice, actually. And I researched where they went to college and what they went to college for. And then I would look up jobs similar to what that person had, and I kept getting masters of social work. And I said, okay, like, I think 
that's what I need to go to school for. And I'm in school for it now. I've been in for a year and I couldn't picture myself doing anything else. And when I was in the seventh grade up until high school, I mean, I wasn't really doing anything in the community. You know, I was just going to school. So marketing never really changed for me. And then as I got older, I realized there are issues in the world that I want to help. I mean, I, I started a nonprofit, so clearly I care about issues in communities, especially mine. So, um, yeah, it's just really important to allow yourself flexibility. So everything I learned in business school has helped me run this nonprofit. And everything I learned in social work has helped me run this nonprofit. So I don't regret my path at all. Everything that I've, you know, college-wise... I've used to help me, but I didn't, I don't know. I just, I really think that you guys shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself, but should take time to invest in yourself. So this brings me to my second point of, you know, financial stability you don't want to graduate college with like $50,000 in debt if you're not going to be in a career that's going to have a greater return on that money. So if I was doing a master's of social work and I accumulated $50,000 of debt when the average, uh, the average income for a social worker with a master's is like $50,000, I think. So why would that be, why do I have four years of college or in my case, three years of college when my three year, three years of college, when my salary is going to be that in one year, it doesn't really make sense. So another thing I want to talk about is these fantasies of college that you have. Um, I understand that your parents might have went to a certain college or your older sibling and you loved it and that's the college for you and that's great. But some people don't have that. Some people's parents didn't go to college. Some people are the oldest sibling. Some people hate the college that their sibling went to. It's just not for them. Um, but if say you're in North Carolina and your family, you know, they're not super wealthy and you want to you want to go to school for psychology or something or even business let's i don't want to diss psychology um even business like mine that's really broad so say you wanted to go to school for business management and you know that you're going to be taking out student loans because your parents aren't going to be fully paying cash for your tuition each semester why would you want to go out of state just because you don't like any of the colleges in North Carolina, I'm sure one fits a lot of your checklist. So why why accumulate more student loans just because you have this fantasy about a, a different college in a different state? I wanted to go to, I think it's called Pepperdine University in California. I hated high school so much I wanted to go across country. And my and it was a private it was a private school with out-of-state tuition. And my dad looked at me like, no, what? And I was like, you're the enemy, you don't want to be happy. It just doesn't make sense. And so I feel like if I felt that way about schools, I know there's plenty of other students out there right now that feel that way about about universities and going out of state. College is so big. It's so different from high school. Don't even let your high school affect your college. Um, 
and just go where you know that you can go. That's feasible. Feasible means financially smart for you to do. So if you know that you're not going to school to be a surgeon or an anesthesiologist making half a million dollars a year, then maybe somewhere out of state isn't going to be too smart. Um, I mean, but if you got it like that, honey, then don't listen to me. I'm just trying to help most of the people out there. Next, I would say um, don't have unrealistic dreams either about colleges within your state. Um, If you have a 2.5 GPA, should you really be applying to Duke University? You know, if when applications cost between 50 and $75, that's 50 and that's a textbook. Like don't waste your money like that. Don't get your heart broken like that. Be smart. And if you're a senior and your GPA isn't that high, don't dismiss community college. Um, but don't dismiss other universities. Say you're like, I don't want to go to community college. Community college has such a weird rep. I don't know why. Um, they're like, Mine was just, my classes were just like the classes at my university. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. Um, Maybe living on the dorm and stuff like that, but I had friends at the university that I hung out with all the time. So, or at the community college I hung out with all the time. So, I don't know. But say you're just one of those people that don't want to go to community college. um, Okay, well then go to a, a university that you know you can get into and then maybe transfer. Um, but... When you're transferring, be smart because colleges love to be... I transferred my associate's degree to North Carolina. And I said earlier that this community college had um, partnerships established with the surrounding universities. Well, East Carolina wasn't a surrounding university. And I lost some of my courses because I had to repeat them because they just didn't transfer. Um... And I just thought, I was like, that's so stupid. I've already taken this course. I'm not taking it again. Well, I had to because I had no other choice. So just go in with a plan. The best thing you can do with college is go in, to pl- go in with a plan. Know what you want to major in and work in high school. If you're younger and you're like a freshman or a sophomore or a junior, make sure that your senior year courses and your junior year courses are reflective of that major and a- do your homework and study and take your exams well if you think high school is hard like yeah I get it you guys have AP courses you guys have all that college is so much harder guys it is it's so much more fun but the classes like whatever you think is hard in high school um you've got a rude storm of brewing so I definitely think that you should just Know the major that you want to go to and know the college that you want to attend, but make it feasible. So what are your expectations for life as in your career? And what are those? Because money isn't everything. I mean, I'm doing social work, so money isn't everything. However, um, don't, don't kind of bite yourself or kick yourself in the butt because you wanted to just have this extravagant college experience and then you're going to be paying for it after four years for like 20 30 years it's just not worth it it's not especially colleges and universities they're all programmed the same they all have the same type of resources on campus you know it's just kind of are you do you want to live or go by the beach do you want to go by 
um, the city? Do you want to be in the mountains? And fortunately for North Carolina students, they have those options because North Carolina has city schools. They have schools in the mountains and we have schools on the coast. That's just how the the geographical region is in North Carolina. I understand that other places may not have that, but that doesn't mean it's a bad college and it doesn't mean that good people and good classes aren't there. So just be a little bit more open-minded and a little bit more flexible about when you are choosing universities. So anyways, I want to just talk about now um, something pretty cool. And I think that will really help you guys a little bit. And I think it's good advice that will help you later on in life. I think this advice will help anyone. Um, is an article and it's titled why being nice to yourself will make you happier, healthier, and more successful. According to science. I love like when emotions are backed by science just makes me feel so happy because we're human and we have emotions and when you can control them or motivate yourself or be happier like this article says and it's backed by research and science because obviously they're going to do research and science on humans um like to benefit us um I just love that because it's like the information's out there that's really if you learn anything from me is that information and resources are out there you just have to look for them um so it's about self-compassion and, ooh, it says we criticize and judge ourselves. The way that we criticize and judge ourselves is actually damaging to our mental health. It leads to depression, anxiety, and poor performance at works. The antidote, scientists say, is practicing self-compassion. So there's plenty of studies that say if you're negative, you actually don't um, feel as great of empathy for others. So, you know, like negative Nancy is kind of like that. If you're negative with yourself and you see bad things happening, you're just kind of like, oh, that's the way the world works. Where if you're positive and have a positive relationship with yourself and you see things that are are bad, essentially wrong happening, you're more quickly to be like, this isn't right. This something has to be done. So, um, Ooh, I, I just think that there's this, uh, we're going into a rant, get ready. There's this problem with the society that we live in. There's many problems with the society that we live in, but one of the major ones, and I think it's changing. I truly honestly think it's changing. And that is the importance of self-care. Self-care. Um, you know, we've always like lived in a society where it was like work hard think good things will happen if you put in the effort and then everyone kind of wrote off counseling and you know it's like oh that's stuff that you know just don't think about it just do it all this stuff and I just think now we're realizing that we're humans and we feel emotion and you can't just like shut that off so this article is about practicing self-compassion and self-compassion is really just saying that you treat yourself as if you would treat a friend. You don't call yourself an idiot when you make a mistake. You don't just expect perfection from yourself when you don't expect it from other people. It's really about 
taking care of yourself in a way that you would if you weren't if you weren't you. So if you were like a friend, um, and there's a really good example. Um, basically, it's saying it's it doesn't crush your self confidence, and it's not the end of the world when you make a mistake. It's you're gonna make a mistake. That's life, and it's how you treat yourself when you do mess up. Um, be mindful of the words that you say to yourself. Um, so don't tell yourself that you're an idiot if you mess up. Just acknowledge the error and just say, okay, I've learned from this lesson. I'll do better the next time. And it's just forgiveness of yourself. It's not being um, so hot on yourself that it's not productive. If anything, it's counterproductive. So I think that's important. Um, especially, I just think that, you know, and I'm not trying to suffocate anyone with college, 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 college. It's an expectation of a lot of people to go to college. And I'm just here to alleviate that pressure so that you can make the right choices. And that's, I just think what being an adult is about is just educating yourself enough to make the right choices for yourself, but also not being so hot on yourself and not being so caught up in your own expectations for yourself that you just miss out on life. I mean, you know, all you got to do is figure out who you want to be, right? That's the purpose of life, but that's hard. And you just make it harder on yourself when you're too hard on yourself. Ooh, quotes by Danielle. You make it harder on yourself when you're too hard on yourself. So just, again, be realistic. It's great to dream and it's great to, to have goals and want to travel and want to you know, have a great experience in college, but just be smart and be feasible. And if it doesn't, and be realistic. And if it's not exactly what you imagine, be flexible in your happiness. You know, you're not only going to be happy at one university. So just remember that. And good luck to you. And I will see you in the next podcast. Bye, guys.